Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is once again Iambic Poetry Podcast. I am here with a poet, but a writer, blogger, podcast. I mean, to make the make the system short, he is basically doing all the social media gambit and more. And he has two books. I like to give you them. I like to give you Demi Wild. <laughs> thank you for that lovely introduction thank well, you so much <laughs> always always thank you for coming on the show uh so uh, i brought you on the show i got you on the show because i know auntie vice actually actually do her podcast i actually were pro- producing this stuff for her so it's funny she's like you should get you should get demi on he is cool he's cool and i actually heard the podcast and i was like wow there's a lot going on here plus you also have two um, books out from the pandemic time mm-hmm. <laughs> that you that you produced and stuff, and I just wanted to uh, discuss with you because I am also a, a poet and stuff. I also run a poetry organization, and wanted to uh, wanted to see how your poetic journey coming into poetry, how was it and stuff. But but let's want you tell a little bit about yourself and all that. Give people a little bit about you and stuff. Sure. Um, well, thank you for having me. First of all, I've, I'm really uh, appreciative to be here. Um, I've been a writer like my entire life. I've, I think I probably wrote like my first, it it was supposed to be like a song. Um, but I actually wrote like my first poem, uh, man, I was probably like nine or 10. Um, I, um, I'm not musical at all. So <laughs> I, I kind of just transitioned into, you know, just writing, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've, I've written mostly as a form of just like kind of like therapy or like uh, self-expression stuff I was going through, dramatic moments in my life, you know, way to process those types of things. Um, but also, also I, I learned like later on what writing can do just to kind of like bring um awareness to like the world around me so like i, I kind of shifted gears when i went back to college when i was um 29 and um i began my writing journey writing nonfiction. so i was like a journalist and a communications major so um i brought all this kind of stuff together you know i still kind of like wrote my poetry and stuff but actually before i think just after i i left college i kind of had enough to like put a book out so i was like you know what do i what am I going to do with this? It's just sitting in my iPhone, all these like poems that I've written. And plus like a bunch of old stuff that I have just kind of like lying around, like stuff from when I written when I was a kid, that first poem I still have. Um, so like, like, what do I do with all this stuff? I'm like, well, I guess I could just compile it into a book. That makes sense. Right. <laughs> and so thus bitter blue pill was born. Um, yeah, that was actually pre pandemic. I, I wrote a first draft of it. I want to say 2017 and I okay. think it came out in 2018. Um, but I reorganized it and I kind of like um, re-edited it in, in some ways and stuff. And then I, I went by my, my, my pen name now, which is Demi. Um, so I just changed all that stuff and, and put a second version, I guess. So I got a question. So I'm assuming bitter blue pill is taken from um, the um, matrix. Um, um, moment where um, Neo had to take either the blue pill or the red pill in his hands, or or, or are you talking? Are you taking it from the Lance Morris' jagged little pill? 
Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> However, um, neither. <laughs> okay. 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 Both are very up my alley. I mean, like I love the Matrix movies and I love Alas Morissette, but it's not either of those, unfortunately. Um, so I am a gay man. I am also HIV positive. Okay. And the the namesake that I got this this poem uh, that I got bitter blue pill from was actually the, the color of my pills that I take every day. Um, So when I first discovered this, I was, you know, number one scared. I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't have insurance at the time. So I didn't know how the hell I was going to pay for it. And um, I came to find out that (laughs) every pill cost a hundred dollars. So like for a month, that was like $3,000. So I, every day I would, had to pay a hundred dollars just to like survive you know a lot of rage a lot of like anger and stuff um and then one day i was just like kind of frustrated and i was sitting in my car outside of a clinic that had just turned me away from <laughs> god knows what i was just angry and so like i i literally sat there and i banged out this like massive poems one of the biggest ones i've written ever um because normally my poems are pretty short, um, but this one was like big and it came out in like just one big, there it is, you know, um, hardly any editing. I've, I've still like not really edited that one a whole lot, maybe like one or two lines, but it just kind of came out exactly how it was supposed to come out. Um, and a few of those have done that to me. Like, do you ever get that? Like when you have a moment and you're like, crap there's something like in my head i gotta get this out now otherwise i don't know what i'm gonna do with it and (laughs) it comes out and it's like it's perfect how it comes out it's like almost like you channeled it from somewhere else you know it was one of those things okay i had that situation happen to me with a a poem that became a thing called office and i was just basically talking about all my office life and all this the crazy things that came with it and then auntie vice looked at it and she said you know, there's a little, there's, there's a few um, dark parts here that are a little comedic. You should take that into consideration. I was like, are you serious? What the heck am I look at that? And she kind of like organized enough to make it seem where each one was a bit. So when I read it, to when I read, I had an actual slam competition. I just had nothing else to throw at them. So I pulled the poem out and just ran up there and just did it. And it was just like, people loved it. I lost, but people loved it to death. And I was like, oh. You should do that poem again next time. It's comedic. I'm like, how's it funny? It's the darkest thing I ever said. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst day of my life. Why yeah. are you laughing at it? <laughs> I mean, who gets the office training shoot uh, office shooter training video? It's saying where you need to die at. It's like, oh, I need to go figure out where I'm going to be in this enclosed area. It's like, it's like yeah, they they love it. Like- I feel like there is a lot of comedy in that, though. You know, I have a very twisted sense of humor anyway. So, like, I'm I feel like there already is a lot of comedy in, like, the most scary moments of our lives. And, like, the more you like you don't really know about it until, like, it's in hindsight and you're trying to process those feelings. I was like, oh, shit, that was actually kind of funny. You know, so I did look I was looking at your um, bitter blue pill and seeing some of the poems and stuff. I. I was seeing how, you know, some of the ways you would weave yourself with the poem and stuff. But the thing that got my attention was your second book, All, um, All the Nothing um, from the Time of Champions, was your affirmations. Yeah. Like you have an affirmation where, where it goes, I have um, so I have um, abilities, I have talent, I have guts, I have luck. 
And I'm like, okay, I see the re repetition. And I was like, okay, so this is the mantra that you that you take into consideration every day. Do you do you still do that mantra, or is it more just now you see it on print? You can absolutely. I mean, um, so with the first, so both books are kind of like organized in a very specific way. So the first one was kind of like. I feel like there's a lot of like fantasy involved in that, you know, coming from and maybe like some naivete, um, especially with like some of the earlier stuff. But mm -hmm. um, I, I def it was organized in two like separate sections. So there's fantasy and then there's longing. So fantasy yes. is more kind of like the fanciful stuff. And then longing is more kind of like the deeply emotional stuff. Um, Always nothing in time of champions. First of all, I'll say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> it was... <laughs> um it's organized in such a way that there's three parts so like the first part i i always had this habit of like just writing down stuff for me um like just like thoughts and affirmations and like stuff to kind of like you know i need to tell myself this right now and i didn't really have a plan for those either they were just kind of like like just one-off sentences or whatever like maybe one or two sentences but i'm like that would be kind of like a cool thing to like include into like this new book that it's apparently happening <laughs> I, I would say the first book took me like 16 years to write the second book took me like a year to write it, it, it was like it happened that fast um but and there's actually more to the second book than there was in the first one um but yeah like they're just there's these these things that like i feel like there's like limiting beliefs that we all have that i i feel like these are all just like stuff that yes are helpful to me but i think would be helpful to other people as well see that and uh yeah also is is the deviant sex guy uh sex guy is that also a book that i think that's also a manual or a book that you also <laughs> written too so yeah so that was originally going to be a third concept book um i that this was during the pandemic when i had all the free time in the world to like write oh, and stuff don't we all <laughs> and so i started kind of like compiling um stories of my own which was the deviants um or i mean the deviant diaries mm -hmm. and um then the deviant's guide to sex which was kind of like the kind of like sex ed that talk that we in that we all never forgot you know never <laughs> so i wanted to kind of like roll these together but i i realized that these were two completely separate projects essentially and so um yeah like just completely different i ended up turning those into a blog post or nice. turning that those both into like separate blogs okay you can read on my website demetriwild.com there you go but um but yeah it's just i i i've always been interested in sex i've always been interested i mean you could probably read some of it like in my poetry as well um i actually have <laughs> i actually have a poem called um bde <laughs> big dick Ooh, energy there you go um but um i it's it's definitely one of those things that kind of like has always been like kind of a big part of my life in in a variety of ways but also a thing that's all like very eluded me <laughs> so i feel like that's kind of like become my my whole world now is like diving more into like this kind of like taboo topic or mm. you know i i i talk a lot about like ghosts and like sex and, and aliens and like weird stuff. So, I mean, it all kind of like fits in together. I feel. So being that you, that you're more comfortable on to the dark side, as they call it, <laughs> is it, um, you also do tarot. You also do a tarot readings. I do, is, yeah. do you, uh, professionally, uh, do you feel that that's also somewhat of a dark side that comes into crafting most people, I always, 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 um, in poets and stuff, 
they they have a slight term of being called spellcasters. Mm -hmm. uh, we basically we write up the spells and we we got curse poems where we talk about someone else and we list all the things down of what we don't like about them or what we wish that would happen to them. But karma is a like they say karma is a bitch. But <laughs> yeah. but but what do you do? You feel enticed by the dark the dark side, and that's why you went to tell readings too, or or is it more? Well, I'll say this. The reason why we had to push this back an hour is because I had an astrology reading that I had uh, kind of already planned. Okay. <laughs> um, and the astrologer that I spoke to, um, her name's Dana. She actually um, told me that I know how to, that apparently I know how to hex people. <laughs> and I do it unknowingly sometimes, which basically means like if I say something about someone like minute, you know, later on, something bad might happen to them, you know? Okay. <laughs> so I really got to be careful with what I say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like there's been moments of my life when I think that, you know, I've really been drawn to the dark side and I, I have my entire life. Um, you know, I, I've, I've been an addict. I've, I've kind of used sex as, as a way to escape. Um, so like, you know, it, it really, it doesn't like scare me anymore just mm. to like be, just to be in it you know i hang out in graveyards all the time like that's kind of like it's kind of like my gig you know <laughs> so halloween's gonna be your your time to spread out your wings and just fly huh? oh yeah totally it's <laughs> my favorite party holiday. Till, <laughs> party till 1999 or past it <laughs> so so um going back to so you're also a podcaster which mm -hmm. i'm now seeing that it seems like now you have a network it doesn't seem like you're just one podcast. You, you, you actually are doing a network or actually going. You have three shows that you, you have three podcasts that you do. Cosmic Journey, uh, Tarot's Love um, um, Doctors, and also the Hook of Poor Stories. Right. Is Did you just basically start just formulating so many um, um, podcasts just to keep keep things going? Or did you just think about like, I'm going to make I'm going to make a network because I got friends that want to do this. So let's do it. <laughs> Well, um, unfortunately, two of them are on hiatus. So the ones that I have a co-host with are on hiatus. We don't have any new episodes, but we do have a lot of episodes that you can go back and listen to. Um, uh, a Cosmic Journey is me and my best friend, Jay Maceo. Um, we just, our relationship has really involved a, a whole lot of like talking about weird stuff. So like, we just kind of like, I decided to make this show, have him come on as a co-host. And, you know, we just basically talk about weird news and, you know, science and spirituality. Um, but we do so in like a comedic way. So it's like, you know, it's fun. It's, it's entertaining. Um, and then tarot love doctors is kind of like bringing in that kind of interest about tarot and also like love readings and also like pop culture and like how celebrity, um, <laughs> celebrity relationships. We do like predictions for like celebrity relationships and stuff. We did a big one with like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Um, so like, you know, and then also like giving like love advice, like from our perspectives and stuff. So it's, it's kind of a combination of both those things. Um, but hook up horror stories. That's the one I'm actively doing. And I'm actually starting to record season two. I've got a couple already in the bag. Um, but, uh, that's been my first podcast goal was actually like this particular project. Um, it's what became uh, a deviant's the deviant's guide to sex and the deviant diaries. Um, it was like the precursor to that. I had this project already um, kind of like in the preliminary stages. We've I've done a couple of uh, kind of teaser episodes back in like 2019, even so like even before the pandemic and stuff. 
Um, so it's, it's evolved over time, but um, now it's more kind of like interview based where I talk to other people about their jobs and they, they could just be friends of mine telling an interesting story or, you know, people in the professional realm. Um, I've talked to porn stars. I've talked to, um, you know, go-go dancers. I've talked to, you know, sex therapists and stuff like that too. So it's a little bit of like everything, but also um, kind of like reducing the shame around sex and like, mm-hmm. you know, how how we process relationships and how we kind of like grow within relationships as well. Okay. I, I have heard a few, a few of the episodes that you have been, uh, been on um, hook up horror stories and also seen the ones that you've done, like with Vivian war and also even um, the, ah, tip. I just heard the last one now with, uh, I forgot his name. Crap. Ah, anyway. What was it about? What was uh, it about? Basically, the po- it's basically poetry. Um, sex hookup. Uh, it was um with um, dang it, they were they were HIV positive. You were HIV positive. They were both. Is it Devan um, and Hubert? I think it was Devan. I okay. think it was. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because I know yeah yeah it was okay cool. Uh, both ways. Both what I'm just saying is that I noticed that a lot of the um you have your your personality. It shines on each one of them. I, I and even some of the stories you talk about, even the, even the one on when you're doing your solo your solo episode with um about your mother's abortion and stuff. Mm-hmm. That did you did you ever write a poem or write an essay on anything about that, or you just basically just felt like this? I'm just going to get this out, and you you put it together immaculately, even with using um Whoopi Goldberg and the view using, using I mean you put it so immaculate I I, I gotta applaud you one. thank you and s- sure I mean how do you I know the subject itself is world versus way it is really out there but how do you feel knowing that your mom was also one of the the first <laughs> in the mix of that well, that was what was kind of like surprising to me because I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm. I knew she had an abortion. I didn't know when. Okay. Um, and she was young. She was 17. And I didn't know this until probably a year ago, actually, okay. when she kind of like confided in me drunkenly about this story that she had when she was young. And um, I we were in Palm Springs with my aunt and we were just like having a good time and stuff. And we were just exchanging all these like really cool stories about the family and whatnot. But um, when Roe v. Wade became a topic again, I, I was like, I, I feel like I just have to talk about this, you know, and I can't really art- I could write it. I could write something about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I feel as though it needed to be kind of like more succinct and accessible, which I think a lot of people don't feel like reading, for example, is <laughs> a whole lot of people don't read anymore, you know? Yeah. I'm I'm an avid reader. I'm I'm constantly reading blogs. I'm constantly reading news. Um, I'm constantly reading. I wish I have a whole book bookshelf of, of books yes, over here that I, I neglect that. all the time. <laughs> but I love books, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I feel like it needed to be something quick. It needed to be something kind of like snappy and that can get out there quickly, you know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I you know she gave me permission to talk about it. Um, um. I've had my mom on a cosmic journey before <laughs> talk about like her upbringing and like religion and like, you know, me obviously, but, um, but yeah, like my mom is one of my biggest supporters, one of my big, one of my best friends. So why not tell her story in, in a way that I think other people might find interesting and also illuminating. 
But you also I've talked about um I've seen the YouTube when you talked about having how living the life of being HIV positive. You you even even in your Instagram as you elaborate a few things on situations and stuff. You kind of made yourself now this image personality, not only for the LGBT, but for anybody in HIV positive or and if, you even had monkeypox. That that tripped me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it tripped me out too. <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking. At, I'm just going down the list. Like, what has he not done yet? Come on, man. What's going on? <laughs> Shoot, just well, a gun. You start shooting. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> just waiting for the next. Well, I don't like guns. <laughs> I don't. What's I do not condone <laughs> guns. I have shotguns, but I would never shoot another person. Okay. Um, but. Uh, I will say I've lived a very um, colorful life. Uh, <laughs> I've had a lot of experiences, a lot of good ones, and a whole lot of bad ones. So in a way, a lot of the stuff that I do is reflective of like my experience. You know, um, there was a, a time in my life when I was using kind of sex as a coping mechanism. And so, and also like that also led to me like getting HIV. So it also, it all kind of like came back to this like health. So like, if I can be a person that sheds light and um, brings information to other people that might help them in any way, that's what I want to do is, you know, just be that person for somebody else that I didn't know growing up. You know, I, I would have, if someone had told me, Hey, maybe chill out on like sucking dick every once in a while. And <laughs> Sorry to be graphic for your, for no, but but you know, it's it's real. You know, we all have these things, and we all like you know don't think about the repercussions of our actions a lot of the time. So it's best to be informed. True, that is true. So I'm going to get you in starting with the first question that I always ask all my um all my people that come on on my guests and stuff. So in in the poetry community, we have two sections. We have the the literal section or literary pay pay section, which writes books. Talks, right. um, writes into autobiographies and a lot um, anthologies, and they do speech sometimes do speeches. But we call those the page posts. Then you have the stage posts, which handle the um, sound sound recording, maybe CDs, do performances and stuff. We call those the stage posts. But there's always been a battle between both sides. And so. I'm going to ask you, Demi Wilde, are what do you feel comfortable with more, the page? stage or both 100% the page um i <laughs> i've always like had a love affair with like reading my my stuff live um i've gone to so many poetry readings you know back in riverside where i know you you're familiar with like you know back to the grind hello oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah um so like there's all these you know really great like nooks of poets that like kind of come in and like these weird underground places and like they they just let let us have it you know and i love that i love bearing witness to that getting up there myself terrified um because number one um i don't think i really have a problem with like public speaking for example because like i'm a communications major but when i'm talking about my emotions when i'm talking about stuff i've been through it's deeply personal and I feel like there's a whole huge barrier between me and that, you know, Hmm. I appreciate that. I love that. Is it my, my thing? I don't know. Maybe once in a while I might, I think I did one poetry reading when I was 16. Um, But I've always just been more kind of like a solo writer. 
Um, that's kind of how I've amassed enough to like compile these books. I'm like a little bit of like an archivist, you know, <laughs> mm. I'll just kind of pick things up and then I'll sort them out later. But um, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel more comfortable with, with the page for sure. Okay. And my next question is, what are your five favorite poets? Ooh, oh, good, good question. <laughs> um, my Angelou was a huge, um, actually, I'm looking up at a poem right, of her right now called End of Time. Um, uh, my Angelou was a huge influence on me growing up. Um, <sighs> who else? Um, Walt Whitman. Um, the Doors. Um, Jim Morrison. Um, oh my God, I'm looking at, I have to look at my bookshelf now. <laughs> Um, I know he's not a poem, he's not a poet, but Chuck Palahniuk was a big like literary um influence nice. on me. Leonard Cohen. Okay. Um, and I want to say I'm like a lyric whore, so okay. <laughs> a lot of like music is like a huge influence on me. I'm like I'm I was always a kid that was like I would buy the CD and I would like sit there and just like read all the lyrics, you know, like Nirvana um, or something. Nirvana, um freaking fallout boy because yeah. i love their wordplay yeah. um, i love stuff that's playful and also just like kind of like fun and in your face and also like stuff that gives you a visual takes you to it somewhere new um mm. i remember like lincoln park listening to like you know um like eighth grade seventh grade listening to lincoln park and just like being transported or like radiohead nice. you know nice. um yeah just like stuff like that i i mean i i love lyrics and poetry it all kind of like ties in together i feel always all right i did i did i did put a light out when um chris carnell died and stuff and just just it, it hit me it was a, a, i was just gonna say i i just got a tupac tattoo nice <laughs> nice um, so yesterday i was in san diego and i got you can probably see on the video yeah. here but, um uh, i got this rose tattoo based, yeah the rose decker from concrete yeah, yeah. nice that's pretty cool. <laughs> I love Tupac too. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, being that there's a, I know you're a writer and also a poet yourself. I know you have a poem that you would like to read to us. I do. Um, do you want a short one or a long one? <laughs> um, make it make each one either one you want. Okay. Or you can do both. <laughs> Well, I'll do one. So I just got a message the other day from a random person that I didn't even I don't I didn't know this person prior to this, but they just reached out to me and and they don't even know how they got my book. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm so like number one, they reached out to me to tell me like how much like they really appreciated my writing and stuff. And that's like never happened before, you know? Really? And so, but they they specifically mentioned like this book. So I guess I'll just read read that poem. Um so this is from I gotta find it first. This is from Um Always Nothing in the Time of Champions. Oh man, I just want to, I read, want to read you all of them now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to do specifically, I have to do the one. Sorry, you can cut all this out. No, it's fine. Oh. No, that's not it. Oh. No, I can't find it. Damn it. I should have done this before. Oh, here we go. So this is one I wrote called Living in a Dream. Okay. 
Everything's topsy-turvy. Nothing's exactly what it seems. It's almost as if we're all simply living in a dream. Everyone is faking it. We're pretending it's all real. It might be the only way that we all know how to deal. Walking down these golden streets, see everybody laughing, but I can see all of the sadness that everyone is masking. It's supposed to be like Mecca, a holy place of peace, but look around and you'll see the darkness looming underneath. Crooked cops in dirty shops all covering their trails, while hapless people buying whatever knockoffs they all sell. The streets are littered all with trash, people left out in the streets, yet there's those who are more concerned with the thread count of their sheets. So what is it about this place that everyone's that has everyone's appeal? It must be the weather that LA has. At least that seems pretty real. Nice. That's pretty cool. Well, I love how you with the AB scheme word, you got them rhyming and stuff, and also had a had a little bit of a, a Dr. Seuss's flow to it, so it can you can actually make you actually can put a beat to it. And actually, you actually can go with a beat with it. Too. I love working with rhyme and I love yeah. working with like stuff that has like a beat. So like yeah. it's it's one way that I, I know how to structure stuff. So a, a lot of my stuff is actually like rhyming stuff. Nice. Um, I'll just do one more real quick one because we had I had mentioned before one of those moments where, you know, you have a a moment of um, <laughs> of just like, I have to get this out. Otherwise, right. it's going to disappear. And go. so I was leaving to work one day from my last apartment. This was maybe like a, a 20, I would say early 2020. Okay. So I was like leaving to work and I was getting in my car and I had like just closed the gate to, to my, my parking spot. I thought to myself, I was like, what, what is that? I, I gotta, I gotta get this out. And it, I literally sat there for like, you know, five minutes and this whole thing just like cranked out. It was so weird. Okay. Um, and I don't feel like I wrote this. I feel like this was like channeled from somewhere else. And if you yeah. believe in that, I, I believe that perhaps it, it oh, yeah. might've been, um, but it's called revelation profound. Okay. The stars align and through their eyes, they see what deeply hides the darkest side of the moonlit night, light and shadow intertwined within the psyche clash almighty, all walls of fortress die and break anew. You've come unglued hidden knowledge. You imbibe it shakes your core after your sore fly high all through the night. Your battles fought, at least they sought, conquered mountains with their might. Nice. I like the like the end, conquered mountains through their might. I like that. <laughs> I feel like so I wanna I had a, a teacher. Mm -hmm. Um I, I think I can't really talk about poetry without talking about this teacher because okay. she was kind of like a huge huge influence on me growing up. She was my English teacher and my homeroom teacher in my freshman year of high school. And then she was my English teacher again, my sophomore year, but I switched schools um, for the second semester. And I'm sad because I, I really, I wanted to be, she was like the teacher, you know? Okay. Um, and it was Miss Miller. And um, she noticed something in me because I was kind of going through a hard time at home um, a lot of the time. And so I would, I was a terrible student. I would not do my homework, <laughs> refuse to, but I would ace my tests. Like I just didn't, I just didn't learn that way. You know, I just, that's not how I learn things. I'm more hands-on, but she would notice it. She just goes, you're not any homework, but you're like acing your tests. Like what's going on. And so she kind of started kind of talking to me and like coaching me and like getting to know me a little bit more. 
And she came to realize that I also write a lot at home. I write poetry at home. And she had told me, she goes, tell you what, you bring me one poem a week, one poem a week, and I'll give you credit on your, on your, on your homework. I was like, deal. So that's how I passed <laughs> my English class in my high school. Cause I would, I, I basically passed all my tests and everything. Cause I would read in class and but I just didn't do stuff at home. You know, oh, I wanted to do okay. other stuff at home. Oh. I wanted to do what I wanted to do at home. And so I, I really have to credit a lot of like her just instilling that in me that number one, it's okay to have an interest that's not exactly aligned with like what people expect of you and what's required of you, I guess. Um, but also nurturing that part of yourself that's like individual and like unique. And I can't, I, I dedicated, I think my first book actually to her. Um, I want to say I did. If it didn't, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know the second one you now you gave it to your mom, grandma, and Jay. Yeah, and for Pat for being an amazing yeah. teacher and instilling a love of poetry when I needed it most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to talk about her because she was the best. The best. Shout out to Miss Miller. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she's still around with us, but she's not, you know, still peace out to her. She's retired now. Um, I sent her, I sent oh, her a yeah. gift not that long ago. Cause, um, f I think actually the first episode of a cosmic journey was what, one that we did on numerology where we read our own numerology reports. Right. She sent us our numerology reports. Cause apparently she's a numerologist too. Nice. I didn't know that, <laughs> so, you know, weird, weird synchronicities exactly. like that. Yeah. You gotta love that. You gotta love those things. <laughs> But no, Demi, why don't you tell them where they can find you at all social media and also on the website and your books? Yeah. So um, uh, obviously you can check out all the old episodes of A Cosmic Journey with Demi and Jay and Tara Love Doctors, anywhere you find podcasts on YouTube. Um, my 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 podcast, Hook Up Horror Stories, um, season two is coming out soon. Um, actually, I'm doing a special episode here pretty soon with Devan and Hubert about something Halloween-y, um, but I'll just kind of clue you in on that for now. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's on every podcast, every YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Um, on my website at DemetriWild.com. Um, I'm at DemetriWild on everything, D-E-M-I-T-R-I-W-Y-L-D-E. And um, yeah, you just Google me. I'm, I'm there somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Literally, he is there. <laughs> no doubt. Well, everyone else now get Dimitri Wiles, Demi, Demi Wiles books, Bitter Blue Pill, and also All for Nothing in a Time of Champions. They're on Amazon. They're great. You want to check out the samples? Check out the sample. It doesn't matter, but buy the book. And it's funny because one of them is a paperback and the other one's a Kindle. So if you have a Kindle out, $2.99, what are you doing? I couldn't figure <laughs> out how to make Always Nothing a Kindle thing. It would like wouldn't let me. So I just oh, really? on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it did went to it went to Kindle sign. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I gotta look back at that again because um Bitter Boo Boo has a new as a new cover too. So ah yes, I did see that. And also if you get if you don't if everyone else you need to get a little bit more than you did when you got in sixth class, get Deviant's guide. And just check my blog on on okay, check the blog. Check the blog out. <laughs> and if you can't, if you want to check the blog out, then check, just put your stuff in podcasts and you'll find them on all other podcasts out there. So 
I like to say thank you to Demi himself. I say thank you to everyone else out there. We'll put everything into the show notes so if you need to find it. And take care out there, everyone. And almost happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Get the target out. <laughs> <laughs> take care. Bye. <laughs>